Amen. Come on, give him one more shout, one more praise. <laughs> you know, it's one thing to have people talking about you. You know, you know what I mean? You know, you know there's probably, there have been times that you thought people were talking about you. They weren't. They weren't even thinking about you. You know, remember that time in the mall and you saw somebody that you knew and you saw them across there and they looked at you and they smiled and then they started talking to the people they were with and you just knew they were talking about you. Nope. You weren't on their mind. But there are times when people, when people talk about you. You know, I, I heard last night uh, from individuals that were watching online and, and dude, there are, there are a bunch of women, Kyle. There are a bunch of women. Who's that guy? Who is that guy? And they started describing Kyle because he was up on the platform. And they, who was that guy? I'm talking about a bunch of women talking about Kyle. You feeling better already, huh? Yeah, you got women. They were all 70 plus. But I'm telling you what, man, they, they, were, they were excited about you. Amen. And, and, and see, see there for a minute, he was going, yeah, and not, not, not so much right now. But the deal is, is that even when people talk about you, it makes you feel better. But God's been talking about you. Oh, come on, somebody. You ought to thank, you ought to celebrate. You ought to, you ought to get excited because God hasn't forgotten about you. I said, God hasn't forgotten about you. He knows, he knows how deep the snow is in your front yard. Okay, he, he, know, he knows whether it's actually going to rain ice or not today. Okay, he knows. He, he knows. He knows stuff way before you do. Thank you, God. Amen. He knows that we're canceling revival service tonight. Sorry, if it's going to rain for ice from the sky, I just, I'm not coming. I, I, I have been revived, and we'll, we'll, we'll do it twice as long next week, okay? We, we will we'll tear the roof off, but just want, I want to put safety first, just feel like God's just released us for today, and so, but he, he knew that before you did, so you should be as excited as he is. But um, he, he has this future that he's trying to draw you into. You know, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, he, he said, the thoughts and the plans that I have for you, plans to give you a hope and a future, plans to prosper you, not plans to harm you, plans to prosper you. See, and and, and what, he, what he has is, is, is new things. See, a lot of us, we're so, we're so pinned down by the past. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Fresh and new is what the Amplified Bible says. Look at somebody say, hello, fresh and new. Man, as you get ready, as, as, and you know, man, I hope you, you got to be past ready now because we're in it. As you enter a brand new year, you got to start believing God for some new things. Okay, you got, I said you got to believe God for some new things, which means you got to stop focusing on the old things. You know, you are new. Whatever's hanging on to you from your past, let that stuff go. Matter of fact, when you look at people, release them from their past. Don't look at people the same way. Don't, don't, look at, don't, don't look at people and remember what they said to you last year and how that they treated you wrong. Stop it. Release them to their, new, to their newness, okay? And you embrace yours, and you just realize that, man, God has a plan for my future. I better enter it rather than stand back and reject it. Hello, somebody? 1 Corinthians 2, 9 says, I has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man. The things that God has prepared for those that love him. Do you love God? Do you love him? 
that, well, he's got things prepared for you, made ready in advance on the road. He's going to direct your path so that you collide with the very thing that he has prepared for you. His plan isn't to harm you, so you don't want to miss what he's got because if it's not to harm you, then it must be to help you. If it's a future, if there's hope in it, go for it. But you haven't heard it. Your eye hasn't seen it. It hasn't entered your heart. Well, how will I know what it is? Well, the next verse says, but he has revealed them to us by his spirit. Okay? God reveals those things to us by his spirit. See, you, you are a spirit. You live in a body and you possess a soul. And, and you, you've got to be spirit-led. Romans 8, 14 says, for as many as uh, are led by the Spirit of God, those are the sons of God. You need to be, you need to be pressing into the Spirit. This year, don't be, don't be allowing the flesh to rule and reign in your life. And if you haven't started fasting yet, start now. That'll help you bring that flesh under submission and let that spirit man begin to grow and rise up and take his spot. And, you know, and it's a process. It's not like a prayer line thing where if you jump in the prayer line and get anointed with oil that you walk out a spiritual giant. you got to develop yourself. you got to grow yourself. There's areas where, where you know what, you just got to continually learn and let God do something in your life. But you have to agree. You have to just agree with God, agree with us, agree with each other that, that you know what, God's will for my life, amazing. Okay? God's will for my life, awesome. The plan that he has for me, there, there's no better plan. I couldn't come up with something on my own that would even compare. And, and I got to know that, that I got to go after this thing. Romans 12, remember that? Uh, starting in verse 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so you can prove that will of God, which is good and acceptable and perfect, man, that you can prove it, that you can prove it, man. You got you to allow, you got to get into the word so that God can renew your mind. Without a renewed mind, you can't even see the will of God. You can't understand the will of God. Hear me today. You cannot understand the will of God without a renewed mind. So, and the only way to renew your mind is through the word of God. So if you're not in the word of God, you're not renewing your mind. If you're not renewing your mind, you are not experiencing the will of God. Well, yeah, but I just found a new boyfriend, or I just got a new car, or I just got a new job. You're missing the will of God if you're not renewing your mind. Okay, And he said that through a renewed mind, you can prove the will of God. And, the, and that, what that word means is to, is, is to prove genuine through examination. Let me put it to you this way. That as you renew your mind with the word of God, faith begins to grow. Because you begin, well, the Bible says that faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So you get into the Word of God, it begins to renew your mind, okay? And, and well, what's taking place there? Well, faith begins to grow because you are receiving the Word of God, and, and the Word of God brings faith. And, and, and faith is God painting a picture on the canvas of your heart, showing you what it is that He has for you. really quiet in here, which makes me think that a lot of people probably are just going, huh? I ain't got no picture. Remember in Isaiah when it said that God declares the end at the beginning? And in Proverbs 14, 12, it says that there's a way that seemeth right to man, but the end is death. Death isn't dead. Death is separation. 
There's a way that seems right to you, but it ends up separated from the end that he declared at the beginning. So what you have to do is trust God with the end and let him show you the end and quit hyper-focusing on the way things are happening. See, because you focus on the way. I don't like the way they treat me. I don't like the way this is going. Let me tell you what I would do if I was in charge. Well, you're not, so just relax. Okay? Why? Well, because we want to release. If we would focus on the end, God would direct the way. And he'll take you to the end that he has declared for you. Man, I'm telling you what, when you get into the word of God, it says faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. That word, their word, it's, it's rhema. Rhema is when the spirit of God breathes on his own word and it comes to life. As you get into the word of God that, and, and, and you meditate, you gotta meditate this stuff. And, and I know what you're thinking that, you know, Todd and I were talking before service and, 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 and you know, meditation is like, most people don't, you know, meditation, that just sounds like some Far Eastern goofy thing. You know, I'm supposed to sit on the floor with my legs crossed and hold my hands just right and hum for a while. No, listen, they stole that. This is, meditation's God's thing. Okay? And what meditation does is, is you take the Word of God and you begin to repeat it to yourself and repeat it to you. You read it and repeat it and read it and repeat it and read it and repeat it and read it and repeat it. And he starts painting a picture on the inside of you. And you start to discern what the will of God is for your life. And you start to recognize that, you know what? God is for me, not against me. I'm going to be the head only and not the tail. I'm going to be blessed coming in and I'm going to be blessed going out. Because I, as I meditated this thing, God started painting pictures and I started seeing things. And it's through examination that I begin to see the will of God. And once I know the will of God, let me tell you something. You won't trade the will of God for nothing. Man, you get a picture of what God has planned for you. You get the true picture. And let me tell you something. Listen to me. Every one of you young ladies in this room, listen to me. If you see what the will of God is for your life, you will not trade it for some stupid dude. Young man, you will not give it up for, you know, 15 minutes of, of enjoyment. Why? Because, man, the will of God is awesome. I'm telling you, what God has planned for you is amazing. Look at somebody and tell them, you want the will of God. Man, you want the will of God. But you don't get the will of God from information. You get the will of God through revelation. Information is gathered through the senses. The way I see, the way I hear, the, you know, the way it feels, the way it smells, the way it tastes. You gather information. Revelation is gathered by the Spirit. God has revealed them to us by the Spirit. See, a lot of us, we rely on how sharp we are and how smart we are on our intellect. But you don't compare to God. God's ways are higher than your ways. His thoughts are higher than your thoughts. You're going to need some revelation because this is the way it works in the spirit. Well, uh, you know, uh, well, I, I, I'm really, 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 really smart. Well, the natural man receiveth not the things of God, neither can he, for they are foolishness to him. So if you stay in that realm, you're never going to have the will of God. But if you will allow God by his spirit to reveal to you through his word what his will is for your life, trust me, you're going to find out that his ways are amazing. And as he speaks to you, guess what's going to happen? You're going to recognize that, hey, he didn't just save me. It's like it says in 1 Peter, he didn't just save me. He called me. Man, man, this picture that God's painting on the inside of you right now, it, 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 it's a calling. It's a purpose, okay? But, it, but, but it's a call. You, you're called of God. Uh, you are a chosen generation, a, a royal priesthood, a, a, a holy nation, a special people to God who have been called by God out of darkness and into his light. 
Out of darkness, where you don't understand what his will is. Into light, where you can see it, you got a picture, it's hanging on the mantle of your heart. And when other things try to come in, all you got to do is look at the picture. And then you look back, and then you look at the picture. And then you look back, then you look at the picture. And, and, and then you go, nope, not in the picture. Just move on. I'm telling you that God's word revealed to you is, is a picture of your call. Look at somebody close. Tell them you have a call on your life. Man, this life that God has for you, what a gift. Well, well, yeah, but you don't understand the mistakes I've made and the choices I've made. Well, that's why it's a gift. A gift is something that's given to someone who's done nothing to deserve it. You, you, you're, you're not earning it. Man, he had this planned before the foundations of the earth. He had a dream about the future. He saw where you were going to fit. He said, before I formed you, I knew exactly what the call was. I knew how that you were going to, you know, God had a dream about the future, and he brought you to the earth to fulfill his dream. Yeah, but I've really made some stupid choices. I really said some stupid things. I've performed some ridiculous actions. Look at somebody say, mm-hmm. <laughs> Romans eleven twenty nine. For God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. He never withdraws them when once they are given, he does not change his mind about those to whom he gives his grace or to whom he sends his call. You know, I, I just kind of pictured white hankies or something. You know, a couple of shouts, two or three people losing total control. When you realize that that call is irrevocable. There, I said it. The call of God on your life is amazing. You know, it's funny because we, you know, we'll sing it. Matter of fact, we love to sing it. Unstoppable God. You can't even stop it. Now, you, you can get, you know, stiff-necked and just refuse. You can abort God's will. But at any given moment, when you say, you know what, I'm yours, you're right back in the call. I said, you're right back in the call. And the life that God has for you is amazing. And to see that life, to look at it, you have to renew your mind. You have to decide that I'm going to let my mind be renewed. Ephesians 4.23 says, be renewed in the spirit of of your mind. You got to get your mind involved. See, in the church, they heard mind renewal, but I think they're thinking mind removal. Because we think that if we just go to church 1.4 times a month, we can, we can label that as committed. And if we put a little bit of offering in every now and then and just try to be polite and, and turn the other cheek, at least while we're on the campus, and, and, and you know, try to, make, you know try, try, to, try to make others around us feel a little bit better, that God's just going to handle all kinds of stuff for us. That's mind removal. You have to engage your mind. You need to be smart about this. 
See, check it out. Matthew 23, 37. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy... Don't be afraid. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy... With all thy... With all thy... Heart, soul, and mind. Now, what's your soul? Well, the Bible says that if you receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, it has the power to save your soul. Your soul is the way you think, the way you feel, the way you make your choices. So Jesus, and Jesus has just had this big argument with a bunch of religious folks, and, and, they, and he silenced them. And there was one lawyer in the group that says, hey, uh, he's going to see if he can trip, trip him up a little bit. And he said, hey, uh, you know, we've been talking about all these rules and regs and all the hoops that we're going to jump through. Uh, what's the biggest one? What's the greatest one? And Jesus said, well, here it is. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy soul. Literally what he said to him is, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind and with all thy mind. Hmm. Why would he say mind twice? Because there's two very strong functions of the mind. Your mind, by the way, is an amazing instrument made by the hand of God. I'm telling you that you are an amazing piece of work. And I mean that in the best way. Okay? Because I know that you've said that to people this week, and you weren't talking so nice. But, you, you know, you said, you are an amazing piece of work. And I say that to you, and you probably don't feel all that great. But you are an amazing piece of work. You are God's handiwork, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, to do the very thing that he created you to do. Mm. See, your mind has the ability to store information like a computer, and, and, and to take experiences from your past and, and to put them in a file cabinet, and, and, and you have the ability to retreat into the past and, and recall all the experiences of life and, and all the information that you've, that, that you've tapped into. Your mind can go back and, and can retreat to the past, and it can pull it open and pull it out and lay it out there, and, and, and it can retrieve Pleasure and pain. Your mind has the ability to remember things, and, 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 and when you see uh, you know, a, a picture, it, 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 can, it can just be a trigger to, to, to a memory. And you have control over your mind. You can be, you know, you, you can be sitting on an airplane circling around, you know, because they can't land because of snow and ice. And, 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 and you, you have the ability to just close your eyes and, 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 and picture, you know, walking through the front door of the house and everyone running to the door to greet you. And you can, you can smell the aroma of homemade spaghetti, garlic bread with tons of butter, pies and cakes. Fried chicken. We're, we're fasting. And the smile is for real. And with the same mind that you can recall pleasure, you can also recall pain. You have control over your mind. Look at somebody tell them you're in control. Your mind is an amazing thing. But you do have to remind yourself that 
Thoughts, memories, thoughts are quickly followed by feelings. Which is why the Bible tells us, cast down those thoughts. But if anything is of a good report, if anything's lovely, if, it, if it's full of mercy, if, if it's just, if it's pure, if it's lovely, think on these things. See, as a believer, you're not, you, you shouldn't allow yourself to be free to think whatever you want. You, but you, you need to know what thought to push aside before the feeling comes. See, because if you start feeling bad, let me tell you what happened first. You started thinking bad. See, if you're thinking poor, you're going to start feeling poor. And if you start feeling poor, what, you, know, you know what shortly comes after a feeling is a choice. And you'll start making poor choices. And you make poor choices and you'll start acting poor. And you act poor and you'll get poor habits. And if you get poor habits, you're going to develop poor character. And if you have poor character, the outcome you're going to experience, poor. But if you'd like to have a prosperous end result, well, then you just simply need to develop some prosperous character. And in order to have prosperous character, all you need is some prosperous habits. You just need to have habits like people that prosper have, which means that you're going to have to act prosperous, which that don't mean spending more money than you make because that's what poor people do. I don't know why I'm on this right now, but this is good. Okay, see, if, if, if you spend more than you make, that's what poor people do. I got to tell you something about people who prosper. They actually spend less than they make. Shut the front door. Okay, so, so you have to start acting prosperous. See, no, what we try to do is we try to look prosperous. We try to project an image that owns all this stuff, but you don't own any of it. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll, I'll come back to this later, because right now the room, I, I think it's going to rain ice in here. <laughs> you know, you, know, you, you got you to you act a certain way, which means that you're going to have to make prosperous choices. Okay, you're going to have to make prosperous choices, and, and which means that you're going to have to feel prosperous. You ain't ever going to make prosperous choices if you're feeling poor. So the minute that that poor feeling comes on, turn around, just turn around and look at your thoughts because you've been thinking poor. One man puts it this way. What you think in your mind, you will experience in time. And I'm telling you, it's biblical. You have to change. That's why you have to renew your mind. You have to renew your mind. You know, the, the other function that your, that your mind has, see, that, that can really help with this, that most of us just leave aside. But the, but the other function of the mind, and not only can I retreat to the past to, to retrieve data, but I can also imagine a future. I can imagine a future. I can, I can imagine a future, especially if I'm in the Word of God, God is painting a picture on the inside of me, and I've locked my mind on that and begin to agree with Him and imagine a future that has an outcome that's better than my current condition. So I can imagine, uh, uh, I, I can imagine a family that, that is living a peaceful habitation. 
I can imagine a business that, that's, 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 you know, making money. I can imagine a body that's walking in hell. I, I can imagine, uh, uh, you know, because the way I think, see, my, my thoughts determine my mood. So I, I can have this mind, this amazing piece of work that God created and put in me. There, there's an imagination. And then you realize that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly and above and beyond anything that you could ask or think, anything that you could imagine according to the power that's working in me. What's that power that's working in me? It's his word that's, in, it, that's, it, that's infused by his spirit that's coming alive on the inside of me. That's why Paul said, I'm ready for and equal to anything that comes my way through Christ, who is, who is, who is filling me up with an internal strength, man. Spirit of God is on the inside of me. I, can hand, I don't care what happens. I can handle it. Look, look at somebody and tell them, man, I just need to start thinking right. You know, this is, this is like, this is, this is like a, 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 a moment of, of confession. Look the other way and say, yeah, I need to think better. See, you decide the thoughts that you're going to retain and the thoughts you're going to reject. You do not have control over every thought that goes through your mind. You have control over every thought that stays in your mind. You, you decide. And, 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 and you know what? If you don't give your imagination a future, it will immediately retreat to the past. Why? Because it's an amazing thing that God's created. And so it, when you retreat to the past and, and, and you know, an undisciplined mind a, a mind, a mind that hasn't been developed in, in, in meditation, trust me, you're meditating, but you're meditating on the pain of the past. And your imagination is at work painting a picture of a future that really resembles what you had in the past, only you've been out here shouting for more. Jesus came that you might have and enjoy life in abundance. Okay? To the top till it overflows. Right? The Bible says to him who has shall more be given. Are you sure you want more of what you just barely made it through? Are you sure you want more of what dang near killed you? That you don't need any more of what you had. You're almost so bitter now, you're hard to be with. If you come to church today, and I'm just going to tell you the truth. We love you. You're always welcome here, but your family running from you. Why aren't all your friends with you? Because they got about all you they can handle. They don't need more of you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say, I love. Oh, say it loud. Say, I love, I love Pastor, Tom. Pastor Tom. Thank God. Okay. You got to give your imagination a picture of something better. You got to meditate a future where you're prospering. You got to meditate a future where you're healthy. You got to meditate a future where the family's planning to come to your house, not how to get out of it. Well, when they change, uh, you got to meditate a future. Man, you got... The thoughts that you sustain have the ability to produce your future. So your, your memory is kind of like, this is a pretty good-sized room. 
Let's just say that your memory, let's say that you have a really, really, really good memory. You fill this room. Your imagination, though, can fill the world. And so you want to live off your memory? Even if you've had a great life, you want to tap into the power of the imagination that's been, you know, uh, sewn into by the Spirit of God. Man, you want your imagination impregnated with the Word of God. The seed, the Word is a seed, and you want to plant that seed. You are God's garden. You want Him to grow the future that He has planned for you. Somebody say amen. Why? Because your imagination is the factory of your future. It's the factory of your future. Jesus said, Jesus said, I don't do anything except that which I see my Father doing. He used some imagination. In the beginning, John says, in the beginning was the word, logos, or the idea. God had an idea at the beginning. The idea was with God. The idea was God. And that idea put on flesh and came down here and dwelt among us. God used his imagination. God takes Abraham out and says, hey, look up the, look, look up the sky. You know, count them stars. Oh, there's too many. He said, imagine, that's your future. Matthew 9, starting at verse 18, a ruler came to worship Jesus, and, and, and he said, uh, hey, my daughter just died, but if you come lay your hands on her, guess what? I know she's going to live. Now, there's a guy who's using his imagination. He said, you know what? She's dead, but I, I, I can see it. If you just lay your hand on her, and so what did that do? That moved Jesus. That, I said, that, that moved Jesus. The picture that this man is painting She's dead, but if you'll come, she, she'll rise up. That picture moved Jesus. I want to ask you, if the picture of your future, you think it moves God? Man, develop a picture of your future that moves God. And Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. Look at verse 20. And suddenly, I think it's kind of funny because it says, and suddenly, a, a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years. We got 12 years and suddenly, all in the same sentence. And suddenly, she comes up behind him and touches the hem of his garment. Look at verse 21. For she said to herself, what has she been doing? She's been meditating. That's what talk to yourself means. She's been meditating. She's been meditating to herself. She said, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I see myself whole. She's painting a picture. She is painting a picture. And she, she's, talking, she's talking to herself. Man, she is talking to herself. And I got to tell you something. You know, you go back and read it later and read it in all the Gospels. One of them says that she, she had spent everything she had. She had been to all the doctors she could find, only she, didn't, she wasn't getting better. She was getting worse. But she's still talking to herself. I heard about this Jesus I heard, I, heard, I heard about the son of righteousness, the son of righteousness, and, 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 and you get with him, and you can be healed, and I know, I'm, 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 an, I'm making investments, I'm doing everything within my power, and, and everybody's come by, and they keep reminding her, you, you know, they keep reminding her, you're not getting better, you're getting weaker, you're getting weaker, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of like, you know, talking to people, uh, you know, it's snowing outside, yes, we know. 
You, you know, things aren't getting better. There's no evidence of, of uh, man, I, what, what are you going to do? And dread and fear and worry. Can you imagine all of the mental storms you had to deal with? Because, the, 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 you know, the things out there in front look, well, that's why the Bible says we look not at the things which are seen, for the things which are seen, are, 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 they're temporary. But the things which are not seen, those are eternal. Well, what, 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 what? We look at stuff that's not seen. It's, that, that means we don't look at things that are perceived by the senses but at that which is perceived by the Spirit. Because the things which are perceived by the, spirit, by the flesh, by the senses, those things won't last long. It's going to change. But the thing that is perceived by the Spirit, see, God's call, His gift, is irrevocable. Somewhere on the, on the canvas of her heart, man, she, she pictured a destiny of herself. It was like a call. It was a call on her. Don't you dare die with this because you're going to walk in hell. And it's like a call on her life. And the calls of God are without repentance. And she said, I'm forgetting those things which lie behind and reaching forward for, for, for the things that lie ahead. And, and she's pressed toward the mark of the high call, the prize of the high call. She said, I'm going for it. Ain't going to be no half-hearted thing here. You know, love the Lord your God with all your heart. Don't you dare be half-hearted about going after God and, and, and at the same time fool yourself into thinking that you're going to have something better. Half-heartedness won't cut it because every time you launch into the future that God has for you, there's also an opposing force. When the wind blows, see, when the winds come, when the storm hits, what are you using your imagination on? How quickly, are you going to time yourself on how, how, how quick you go under? Or are you imagining a future that's been developed by the Spirit of God through the Word of God? Now you know the ways of God. This is the way, walk ye in it, when you turn to the left or the right. It's a word. My God, somebody. This gal... She refused to let anything rob her of that picture. She said within herself, and she'd been talking to herself for a while, all I got to do is touch the hem of his garment. Well, well where was she getting her raiment? Well, it wasn't from reading the New Testament because the New Testament hadn't been written yet. So she must have been, she, you know what? She heard a prophet. She heard a prophet. Who, who, who made this statement. You can read it yourself in Malachi 4. He said, when the son of righteousness comes, he shall arise with healing in his wings. Oh, he's got healing in his wings. He got healing in his wings. And, and, and let me tell you something. Let me tell you. You know, you know what's amazing to me? What, what she did is amazing. But what's even more amazing is what she didn't do. She didn't sit there and say, look at all the Christmases I've missed. Look at all the parties I couldn't attend. Look, look, look at all the things that have been stolen from my life. Twelve long years. It's amazing. I've known people who have had a hardship for, we have a hard time making it 12 months. What would happen if you gave God 12 months? And you started meditating his word and agreeing with him and knowing that, you know what, I'm probably going to face some storm, but I'm, I'm going to focus on the picture that you paint, the fabric of my heart. If I can touch him, he, man, he's coming. 
And then she heard that Jesus was coming. Drop everything. Why? Because the son of righteousness is going to arise with healing in his wings. She, she wasn't looking for no bird, dude. Said she wasn't looking for no bird. He wasn't looking for some low-flying bird and try to jump up and catch it and get healing out of its wings. Jesus was a priest. And so he wore a priest's robe. And a priest's robe had tassels that were on the bottom. And the tassels, you know what tassels are, those little bunch of string things hanging down, and when they walk, the tassels would spread. They called the tassels wings. And in her mind, she imagined that as Jesus was coming by, he is the son of righteousness with healing in his wings. I don't have to shake his hand. I don't need him to touch my head. I need to reach out and get the wings where the healing is. And she pressed through a crowd. She, fought, she started pushing people out the way. Okay? Nothing polite about this. She's in a weakened state. She's out of money, out of hope, out, but she's still got vision. She's still got purpose burning in her heart. She's, and I'm called to a life that's better than this. I said, she knew, I'm called. There's a call on my life to live it better than this. And she just knocked whoever out the way, and she jumps in there, and she gets a hold of the hem of his garment, and there's this great crowd, and Jesus stops. He says, who touched me? And the guy said, everybody. There they are. They all bumping up into you. You ready to go? It's almost lunchtime. And he goes, no, 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 no. That was a different touch. That was a different touch. I felt virtue, he said. Oh, receive with meekness the engrafted word of God. It has the power to save your soul. You receive that word, and it starts empowering your soul. Mark 4.24 says, the level of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will determine the, the level of virtue... Jesus stopped in a crowd and said, somebody just drew virtue. If you don't use your mind, it's the level of thought and study you give to the truth you hear that determines the level of virtue, power, the ability to produce results. See, you got to learn how to do this. You got you, you to practice. You got to develop. Peter, Peter was an awesome guy. Peter was the man. Peter was like the leader of the New Testament church. That Peter, Peter, you know what? Peter had an imagination, and he used his imagination. And he'd hung around with Jesus, and he knew that Jesus had a purpose, and the purpose of Jesus was to elevate the status of everybody he came into contact with. And he had told his disciples that, I want you to see yourself doing everything I do. He said, the works that I do, they're gonna, they're gonna, they won't even compare to the works that you guys are going to do. Come on, you, you guys start doing what I do. If you see me do it, you do it, because I ain't doing nothing I haven't seen him do. So if, if I see him do it, I'm going to do it. If you see me do it, get ready. You're going to be doing it. 
And Pete's out in a boat with the guys in the middle of a storm, and they look out there, and they're scared to death because there's something walking across the water. And, and, and Jesus says, don't be afraid. It's only me. And Peter says, oh, within himself, he's got a picture. His imagination instantly jumps to work. And he looks into the future, and he said, man, Jesus said, if we see him doing it, that we can do it. So let's see if that's really Jesus. Jesus, if that's really you, bid me to come out there with you. And Jesus said, come on. Oh, crap. Pete steps out of the boat, <laughs> and he starts walking on water. But he starts looking at the windy water and the waves. The wind's blowing against his face, and the waves are slapping up, and you know, he's starting to taste salt water. And his mind, instead of locking on to his future, retreats into his past. And he began to sink. See, as you, as you start moving towards this future that God's painting on the canvas of your heart, there's going to be moments you might sink. You, you might think, oh, my God, I'm going under. <laughs> that was pretty good, wasn't it? Oh, boy. Okay. But he cried out. Jesus. And immediately, Jesus was there. When the wind comes, is your imagination strong enough to sustain the picture that his word is painted on the canvas of your heart? Or have you retreated to the pain of your past? and aborted the promise of a future. I have good news today. The picture he paints, irrevocable. Oh, come on, somebody. <laughs> hey, the building we're in is the product of some imagination. The future we're moving towards will be the product of a bunch of imagination. Man, you, you know what? Cities, abandoned cities, we're going to go get them. And I can see it. Man, I'm spending time meditating that picture, that, that nations are going to be impacted by ministry that flows right out of this room. I'm picturing it, man. I'm picturing it. But let me bring it to your house. People who are struggling, you're going to have a breakthrough. People that are unhealthy, you're going to walk in health. People, people that are fighting, you're going to find peace, and there's going to be harmony in your house. I'm meditating it. You know what I'd like you to do today is start meditating, start painting a picture of a future that, that at least get the end result better than your current condition. Stop thinking about how bad it's going to be. Man, that ain't real. I said that ain't real. Let God... Man, I'm going to tell you, there's something, there's something on the inside of me that's about ready to, I'm going to lose it. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Come on, let God arise in you. Let God come up inside of you. Decide right now, I'm not the one that's turning tail and running. That's going to be the enemy's job. 
man, I'm submitting to God, resisting the devil, and I'm going to watch him flee because I have a picture of a future that's better than where I'm standing right now. And God's going to pull you there, and he's going to lead you there, and he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna open doors that nobody can shut, and he, he's going to make crooked ways straighten. He's going to knock the mountains down for you, and he's going before you, preparing the way for you. Don't you dare go half-hearted into 2017. Don't, don't you dare. Don't you dare be one of them guys that says, well, I'm just going to sit back, and, and if God really wants me to prosper, he'll make it happen. You an ID10T form. Did you figure out what it was? ID10T. If you spell it, it spells idiot. ID10T. You don't live like an idiot. Okay? Don't live like an idiot. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. What's that lack? What, what, what do you mean a lack of knowledge? They, they, have, they, have, they don't have the knowledge of what the future is that I have for them. Here's what we're praying for. God, enlighten the eyes of their understanding that they might know the hope of their calling. I'm praying that your eyes would open up, that you begin to see. Man, I know, you, I know you're struggling. I, I know there's relationships that just look like they're over. I, I know there's, there's money that doesn't look like it's there. I, I, know, I know there's weakness that's attaching itself to your body. But, man, I'm telling you, if you could see the picture that God has painted of your future, and if you could just elevate that picture and just hang it on the mantle of your heart and look at that picture and then, and then look at that brokenness and then look at the picture and then look at the brokenness, you find out brokenness is not part of the picture. Man, poverty is not part of the picture. Losing is not part of the picture. Don't retreat to the pain of your past. Just imagine with God about a future that he has planned. Amen? Come on, let's give him one more shout, one more praise. God, we thank you. Amen. Just want you to close your book and bow your head. I want to pray for you real quick. And God, again, I just ask that you would enlighten the eyes of our understanding that we might know the hope of the calling. God, that we would see it. God, I'm, I'm praying for people. And, I, and, and, and as I pray this, there's a lot of faces. They're just popping into my brain. And, and God, God, show it to them. Show it to them. Show it to them. Bring revelation. Bring revelation. Bring revelation. God, Holy Spirit, do a work in us. That we, God, show us great and mighty things which we know not. Let, let that He's so powerful in us. My God. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you're here today, maybe it's time for you to go wholehearted. Maybe you've been half-hearted. Maybe you haven't had any of your heart invested with God. But we're all going to pray a prayer together. And I, I won't call you out. I won't make you stand up or anything. But uh, if you're here today and you say, you know what, Tom? Uh, I, I, I'm going to make this prayer my prayer. Pastor, include me in this prayer. I, I, I'm going to give my whole heart to Jesus today. Well, nobody's looking around. If that's going to be you, I just want you to hold your hand up real high. I just want to agree with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you. You can put them down. Anybody else, just reach up and say, yeah, that's me today. It's awesome, bro. Me today. Going for it. Going for it. And I'm going to make this prayer my prayer. I'm going to let God paint a picture, my future. I'm going to engage my, my imagination. Hey, look at me for just a minute, and we're all going to pray right after this. But just look at me. Einstein made this statement. He said, imagination is more powerful than knowledge. Because imagination 
has the power to give birth to, to desire. And desire is the motivation of life. And once you have desire, desire will determine the person or the place that you will pursue in order to produce the very outcome that you desired. As God birthed this inside of you today, let me, let me just use your imagination and let it give birth to desire. Man, desire more. We've been singing it. We've been preaching it. Let's desire more this year. You guys that just raise your hand as we pray this prayer, let, let desire for more, more life than death, more hope than despair, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more provision than lack, more healing than sickness. Let a desire for more begin to motivate you to go into pursuit like, like that little lady did when she went in pursuit of the one who had the power to produce the picture. They got it painted. Get in pursuit after God. I want everybody in this place, just pray this prayer. Just say, dear Heavenly Father, come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I ask you, Lord, I ask you, Lord, thank you, to change me from the inside out, to make me better, make me stronger, give me more. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, give the Lord one more shout, one more praise.